Hello everyone and uh, welcome to to an episode of the Perfect Parenting Podcast. Uh, we, we, we just sat and chatted for quite a long time now, Rob. Um, I think we solved some of the world's problems, <laughs> uh, figured out a few things, uh, figured out, you know, where the world should be going, how it should be working. <laughs> Uh, but I do love, I, I personally do love the, our title of Imperfect Parenting because, um, you know, it's easy to sit and talk and, and figure things out, but actually to come back to the fact that we are all imperfect and we're all trying to figure things out. So, um, so where where to today, Rob? Yes, great. And good morning, Stuart. And good morning, everyone. Um, you're so right. And uh, I was thinking before uh, our talk today, just a reminder for you and me and uh, also everyone listening that um, we need to uh, be fair to ourselves as parents. You know, we can only go so far. We can only do so much. We can only control so much. Parenting is hard. Um, and parenting has been particularly difficult for so many folk over the past while with many parents telling me that, you know, with all the stresses and strains of getting on with life, um, it feels like coming home to a second job sometimes when we also know that our, our kids may not be well or stressed or facing challenges at school. So trying to do it all is really, really difficult. And um, in talking about uh, low mood or when our children are sad or down, um, the very last thing I want to do is to burden parents, but more uh, to hopefully uh, give us handles we can hold on to for ourselves and our kids in what have been some extraordinarily difficult times. Um, and really what I want to say above everything is that talking and connecting around these difficulties is what I'm looking for. So if we think that our kids are out of sorts, if they're not behaving in ways that they usually behave, they don't seem happy, um, and we, 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 we start to worry, it is about, um, you know, taking a breath and, and talking to kids. Um, I mentioned an episode ago that I've spoken to my kids over this past while. And in, in each instance, I need to say that as a parent, I felt pretty alarmed, stressed, worried and asking. So I boldly recommended a while ago that we ask our kids, you know, why are you down? Uh, but let me say that as a dad myself, I mean, it's a, a question where I almost don't want to know the answer because I don't want my child to be down. I don't want uh, my child to be unhappy or struggling with the world. Um, there's definitely a part of me that would rather not know. And it's even worse if I'm not feeling great. You know, if I've had a grotty day or I'm, you know, feeling a bit uh, down in the mouth myself, um, even less do I want to know that my children are battling. So all of this is difficult. I think what I would say is that when it comes to helping one another as a family at this time, um, really what it is around is, is looking for a chance to stay connected, to stay open to understanding where each other is at, uh, being prepared to listen to one another so that we know in small ways, um, what does it mean to love you right now? What, what do you need? How can I, how can I as your mum, how can I as your dad, how can I help? What do you want from me? Um, and I think that that's really what I'm looking for. Everything else that uh, I want to talk about in terms of managing low mood is, is, is like a bonus. 
So if we do have some good ideas, ways of helping our children get out of down or low spaces, well then great. But we might be stuck. We might not know what to do. And obviously there's very often a, a, a case where we want to call in for, you know, or ask our kids do they want to speak to a psychologist or a counselor. If we feel like as parents this is, you know, too much for us, too complicated, or maybe that we just don't have the, the headspace to talk to our kids further than what we know, then obviously we turn for, for outside help, for community involvement, because we, we, we oughtn't to try to do it all ourselves. Um, so really what I'm saying is that I want us to know how to connect in difficult times. And if we have a few ideas, a bit of a bag of tricks, if you like, ways of, of combating low mood, well then that's great. But there will be those times when as parents we don't know what to say. We don't really have a whole bunch of advice. So please, uh, I want uh, us to be aware of that and that there's not, um, I'm not asking for parents to do even more work um, than they're already doing. That makes sense, Rob. And, and I think that uh, all parents, if we really are honest, uh, will be able to say there are times we just don't know what to do and don't know how to do it. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, just having these conversations and and talking about these things with you and um, with others, I think, really does does matter. So, I think you mentioned that you had some some sort of typical situations, and I'd love to hear. Yes, you. So, I was thinking about the young folk I've seen over the past while, and what are the what are the uh, the issues, the events, the setbacks. You know that um, I've seen um, to to hit kids hard. Um, what are the things that have been problematic for them? Um, and you know, I think over this time, but not just during COVID, also previously, previously as well. Um, for us as people, uh, the things that hurt us would be when we have a particular investment in something, be it a sport, be it our work, whatever matters to us in terms of our field of achievement or our field of growth or what it is that we think uh, we do, you know, wherever we think, look, this is something that gives me a sense of identity, this is something that's important to me. Any kind of setback in that field um, is likely to make us feel at least a bit upset. Um, and then if we get more than one setback or a big setback, then we can really be knocked off base. So a person getting dropped from a sports team or, uh, you know, not being chosen for a choir or you know maybe getting starting to get bad marks in a subject that really matters to them for some reason um, all of those those things can knock a, a young person a lot um, so that would be the one area that obviously I like to listen out for what is this child investing in where does he or she get you know their meaning from their identity from and has there been a setback in that field in that area because oftentimes that can trigger a whole lot of negative feeling and then the other big one would be in the in the world of relationships so setbacks when it comes to friendships um, struggles maybe online or in person where there's been a problem and that kind of social fallout you know feeling that you're unliked or you know not one of the popular people or your your friendship group somehow has turned against you in some way that can be catastrophic and really, really hurt a person a lot. Now, again, as parents, when these things happen, because they do, we may not have a bag of tricks in terms of managing mood, but I want to say to all of us, 
that mapping that out with our kids, helping them to understand themselves and to get a sense of what to do about it is really, really huge. I think that young people, perhaps more than ever, are in desperate need of being coached through failures and setbacks. They need someone, an adult, to help them to to take stock, to, yes, acknowledge the failure, acknowledge the setback, that it hurt, it really knocked them, um, set them back on their heels, made them think about giving up. I mean, certainly I've seen some young folk who've had setbacks in areas where they've been very invested, and they say, well, I just don't think I'm going to make it. Uh, I hope that I would be you know, really good at this or be chosen for that team in years to come, but I don't think it's going to happen. And with that, you can see that this has been brewing in their minds for ages and they can't see a way out of it. And I'm saying to us as parents that we can be huge in terms of um, helping them understand that, um, take stock of it, and also to get a sense that, you know what, eh? um, this has been a terrible setback, but it doesn't have to be defining of you. You can learn. You can grow from this. You know, you can get better. Uh, the future is still possible. Helping them to dust off, you know, their optimism. Helping them to see that, you know, there is a way forward for them. Um, I spoke to a young person not that long ago and said, look, you know, you've got to give yourself time. This was never meant to be done by the end of the year. What you're, what you're aiming for is a big deal. It's going to take you a long time. So please, for goodness sake, let's just do... Have a look at your the goals right in front of you. Let's have a look at what you can control. And there's a bunch of stuff that, well, yes, we don't know if it's going to work out. But for now, what you can start to do is have a look at the things that are right in front of you. And go for those things. And uh, try and enjoy yourself along the way because you've chosen a tough, a tough goal. You know, it's not easy to pull it off. Don't lose heart. You know, you had a setback. Uh, Something didn't work out, but don't let that uh, give you that terrible feeling that, you know, your hopes and dreams can't be fulfilled. And I'm saying that as parents, when we give our children a chance to talk to us about their schoolwork, about the things that they care about, their hopes and dreams, um, as well as, of course, their relationships with others, we can, on the one hand, acknowledge that it hurts like heck. I mean, I don't know about you, Stu, but I've always hated setbacks. It's some of those things have knocked me hard. And so wonderful to have someone, you know, to step in there and acknowledge the pain, uh, resonate with the pain. It is horrible to have a disappointment, to have a setback. It does hurt when people seem to not like us or treat us in some cruel or unkind way. It hurts like crazy, and we acknowledge that. But then we start to help a young person, and they need this to start to think about things that they can actually do this week, this day, this month, this year, that gives them again that sense of agency, that sense of hope, that sense of optimism uh, for the time in front of them, helping them to start to see goals, uh, ways of being, everyday practices that can help them, I think, enormously. Helpful stuff, Rob. And also just reminded me of your comments in a previous episode about you know le- letting a child have the dreams and the hopes, um, but also helping them get world ready. What would you say about high expectations? You know, a child having high expectations and then those expectations being completely squashed. Can parents do anything about that? Well, yes. I mean, it's a very 
powerful thing, that expectations. And, uh, you know, I think in terms of people battling with high expectations, first of all, I think we need to realize that for lots and lots of children and teenagers, our expectations can hurt them a lot. And they may be misreading our expectations. So it's always a very good thing to clarify with our kids. What do you think I want from you? What do you think our expectations are? Or do you worry about disappointing me? Because that can be something that's very, very powerful. And for sure, a lot of young people tell me that one of their main worries is that they're going to disappoint their parents. And this would be typically to do with schoolwork, uh, you know, where they start to feel like maybe that horrible never enough feeling. I don't think this is going to be quite good enough because, you know, I don't want to let my parents down. So that's the one angle I would take on this really important topic of expectations is that uh, we have to watch the kinds of expectations we're putting on our kids. Sure, such a fantastic reminder. And maybe that's what certainly I can and maybe those that are listening can think about for this week is actually thinking about, I mean, I know with my kids, one of the things I try and remember to do is to say, you know, you do know that I just want you to go and have fun when it comes to sport. You do know that it's that's all that I, I just want to see you enjoying yourself and throwing yourself around the field as you as you love to do. And whatever happens, happens. That's really nice to you. And that way what you're doing is you're orientating, I'm assuming it's Caleb in this regard, you're orientating him just before the game, saying, take on this attitude, enter into it in this spirit, freeing if he, freeing him, if you like, from even, a, even the assumption that dad might expect, because oftentimes kids are wrong. And that's again why these conversations are so important. So in mapping out with our kids why they're down, you might just find uh, that the child says, well, I'm worried that, you know, and again, a child will battle to say this, so we might need to help them. I'm worried that you're worried that you'll let me down. Yes, Dad. You know, so that kind of thing. And we can free them from that and remind them actually what we want them to hold in their minds just before they set off for their match. So a final thought then from you, Rob. Um, what about those parents that would say, yes, but you know, it's good for, for us to have high expectations of our kids, otherwise they never achieve anything. Yes, so I mean, look, it is a good thing to have, well, it's a good thing to talk to our kids about doing well and the, the price, if you like, the cost of doing well. In other words, it doesn't come easy. And I think it's good for us to help them to do well but at the same time, if you look at research, the high expectations that we ought to have our, of our kids have to do with their values, their, their character, the way that they conduct themselves in the world. It's not supposed to be about marks. It's not supposed to be about how well they actually did on the sports field, apparently. And I think it's true. That doesn't help kids. It starts to make for really negative motivation, going back to perhaps the fear-based motivation that we've spoken about not so long ago. Thanks, Rob. So I'm going to focus this week on thinking about my expectations of my kids and talking, trying to talk to them about um, where they lie and and what I should I should be talking to them about, like I just described about Caleb. So thanks for that, Rob, and I look forward to continuing this conversation. <laughs>